Welcome in to another riveting episode of Odyssey's favorite new podcast, we assume. Uh, it's called Name That News, and here's how it works. I am your co-host, Mark Menard. My co-host, Zach Clark, is with me, and we have both combed through a week of news clips so that you don't have to. And then we picked out our favorites, our favorite little chunks, our favorite little sound bites, and we have turned them into little questions where you get to try to figure out what happened this week in the world of news. It's called Name That News. And we give you choices. You don't have to like come up with this off the top of your head. So without further ado, we're going to get right into this because we know your time is precious. Zach, how are you this week? Mark, I'm doing great. You know what happens when you assume you become Odyssey's favorite podcast? It's great. I love it. That's right. Yes, it's there's no losers here. <laughs> there's definitely winners. That's being us. But there's no losers. So let's see. We're going to start off this week with you. What do you have to lead us off with our little fun game this week? All right, Mark, we're going to start on the West Coast. This is from KCBS in San Francisco. The Contra Costa DA's office will not be filing any charges in the case of a fight in the parking lot of the Danville Costco. A man who received severe injuries and said he was beaten by another man who wanted his... All right, Mark, why were the two men fighting? Was it A, over the virtues of a Costco hot dog, B, over a 36-pack of multi-ply toilet paper? You know, the good stuff. Or C, were they fighting over a parking spot? The virtues of a Costco hot dog are obvious. You don't need to fight over that. It's extremely affordable, and for what it costs, it tastes pretty good. So there's no argument there. Then we come to the toilet paper or the parking spot. Look, the toilet paper, you multiply is not just the good stuff. It's the only stuff. You can't go one ply. That is ridiculous. That does nothing for you. And then you end up with a huge mess on your hands, literally. So you you definitely would have to fight over whether it's good. Now, maybe that's fighting over the last one. I don't know. But what I see often when I go to any type of store or any type of venue, any type of anything, where you have to park your car, there's usually an argument over a parking spot. So I am going to go with the most obvious choice and say they were arguing over a parking spot. Or fighting, actually. They're fighting over a parking spot. Yeah, Mark, that is deductive reasoning at its finest. You are correct. The prosecutor's office said that both men will not face charges because both will be protected by self-defense laws, saying both men had ample opportunity to walk away, but they didn't. And see, Mark, you mentioned the hot dog, and I did too. They could have settled their beef over a recession-proof Costco hot dog. There's nothing finer in this world. It's amazing. A fix-all. Yeah, and then you can do the polite thing where, like, I buy you a hot dog, then you buy me a hot dog. We're paying the same amount we would have paid anyway, but it's the gesture that counts. Exactly. Instead, injuries, hurt feelings, blah. So now that comes to me, and look, it is now mid-May. We're getting into the hotter months pretty much everywhere. I think even the most northern tundras of the country are starting to warm up a little bit. I'm wearing short sleeves. There you go. Yeah, you're up in Detroit. You've got the short sleeves on. You're wearing two shirts, so you got layers, but to each his own. It's definitely getting warmer and more humid down here where I am in New Orleans. But, you know, the summer's coming. School's going to be out in just a couple weeks for just about everybody. And it's that time of the year. So that means people are going to be heading out to the beaches to relax, to maybe catch a little sun, catch a little surf. And in Long Island... They are patrolling to make sure those beaches remain safe. 
What were they patrolling for? 10-10 wins in New York has the answer. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman says the county is on the lookout for from the air, on the beach, and on the water. So what are they looking for at the Long Island beaches with their helicopters and drones? Is it A, sharks? Is it B, swarms of jellyfish? Or is it C, lost Coney Island carnies? Finding lost carnies, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it'd be too difficult, and I don't think you'd need a drone. I think a little bit of wandering would probably be enough for that. Now, I'll be honest with you, sharks and jellyfish, when I think of both of those things, I think of more southern beaches, right? I'm thinking, you know, California or Florida more specifically. Are you going to bust out a drone for for jellyfish? Uh, I don't think so. I'm saying it's A, sharks. And you are correct. Yeah, they're looking for sharks up at Long Island, apparently. Uh, Look, we've we've seen reports over the past few summers of sharks – in, in little swarms making their way along the coast. We've seen them up on the Atlantic coast as far as like North Carolina. And I guess now they're moving even further north. And and look, everybody wants to make it big in the Big Apple. So maybe, maybe the sharks are looking for their big break too. Yeah, Jaws, Jaws 17 lost in New York. Yeah, great. I'll be watching. <laughs> they're, look, they're looking for the star right now. Auditions are open and the sharks are headed that way. That's how it works. So now it comes back to you. What's your middle inning pitcher here? So I'm going to stay not too far from me here, Mark. We're going to go to WBBM, our friends in Chicago. Take a listen. Richard Crowley, past president of the Chicago Herpetological Society, says the large known as Chunkasaurus that was spotted in the north branch of the Chicago River last week. Mark, what is Chunkasaurus? Is it A, a giant turtle? Is it B, a fat berg? Or is it C, all the toppings that do not belong on a hot dog like pickles and tomatoes and oddly vibrantly green relish chicago looking at you look the chunkasaurus does sound like it would be the terrible name that someone would give their hot dog offering at their new franchise location but i don't think it's that and i don't know what a fatberg is so right, well, let's just stop by- right there because i'll tell you what i'll tell you what a fatberg is mark a fatberg is created when people flush non perishable items down the toilet think wipes and stuff and they ultimately congeal together to become this hundred or thousand pound thing that floats through the sewer as one giant chunk it's disgusting wow okay that changes my thinking a little bit because i was just going to go with the turtle because <laughs> i didn't know what a fatberg was uh but you know what the idea of a fatberg big enough to be called chonkasaurus is absolutely terrifying i don't even want to think about it I'm going to go ahead and go with my my hopes and dreams here and say a turtle. Well, Mark, I was so close to having you thrown. I, I was hoping the Fatberg would grab your attention. And these are real. They've happened here in Michigan multiple times. Absolutely disgusting. But it is a giant turtle. Chonkasaurus was seen by two kayakers on the Chicago River, and he is absolutely huge. A snapping turtle. How big is he? We don't know because they think he was somebody's pet or a turtle that had emerged from hibernation, but nobody knows exactly how heavy he is, but he is now, if nothing else, an internet superstar. Well, first of all, look, you certainly did grab my attention with the fat bird. You just went a little too far in the other direction where it just disgusted me and I couldn't I couldn't bear to, to, to guess <laughs> that. Otherwise, it would have worked. You, you had a, a very solid strategy. Also, uh, Chunkasaurus 
Not a bad name. I'm a little disappointed they didn't go with Big Chungus. That's my favorite. Oh, Big Chungus is so good. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) You got to write a letter to Chicago. Dear sir and madam. I'll do that right after we stay in Chicago. We've got another one from the Windy City for you here. Um, This one also from WBBM, our friends over there. And uh, look, this woman that was arrested had a busy day. And this story takes a few turns. Take a listen. Kolalu was arrested in October after prosecutors say she pulled a knife on a tow truck driver. Police say when they searched Kolalu's home in the Arcadia Terrace neighborhood, they found stuffed in a shared kitchen freezer. There's no way to sugarcoat these answers. So it's going to be terrible no matter what. So let's just go, let's, let's start with that. But what did they find in her freezer? Was it A, her neighbor's noisy dog? Was it B, stolen meat from the grocery store where she worked or was it c her landlord man i i mean the 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 options here look this woman is obviously unstable if the things that she's alleged to have done are true initially so that would make her capable of a b and c b as much as groceries cost right now which is absurd b is out of place it doesn't match the other two it's again we're, we're talking about now like you know when you steal groceries we're talking about like felony level offenses because it's just how high inflation is. Ah, uh, I don't like. I was gonna say I don't like dead animals, but that would assume that I like dead humans. Damn, Mark. Um, I'm gonna say it was her dog, and I'm just disgusted by myself and the story. The silver lining of this is that you are correct. It was not her dog, but it's a very dark silver lining because it was her landlord that they found dismembered in the freezer, and it took me right back to. I'm going to date myself, but the Eddie Murphy uh, skit on Saturday Night Live with his poem, Kill My Landlord, well, she did the full-on stage version, apparently, and and acted it out. So nowhere to go from that one except to say, let's get to the cliffhanger question of the week. And here's how this one works. We give you a question. We give you a full week to mull it over. You get to think about it, keep coming back to it all week long. And then when you come back to the next episode of Name That News, which we know you will, because why wouldn't you? Uh, then we give you the answer the next week. So first of all, we have to give you last week's cliffhanger question of the week. That one was from you, Zach. And uh, let's go ahead and remind the people what the question was. And by the way, Mark, if our friends are keeping score at home, that is the second person in a freezer on Name That News in a month. Just, again, if you're keeping score at home. Anyway, this comes from WWJ in Detroit, Mark. We're going to remind people uh, about this story about a bus driver. A Howell school bus driver has been fired after admitting to on the job. It happened last Friday at Voyager Elementary School when people thought the driver was having a medical situation. All right, Mark, why was this bus driver fired? The options were A, for watching pornography on the job, B, for drinking on the job, and C, for reenacting scenes from the Fast and the Furious series on the job. None of these are good. None of these are good. At least if you're reenacting scenes from Fast and the Furious, then you know that it's all about family. Watching porn on the job is is obviously very problematic. Somehow, like, drinking on the job seems like the best and most positive option of all of these. So I'm going to somehow, hopefully, say drinking. I think we have a name that news first, Mark. You're three for three. The answer is indeed drinking on the job. Uh, Here's the thing the bus driver forgot is that most school buses have cameras in them. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and probably for good reason, obviously, because, you know, you've got bus drivers drinking on the job, and 
at least not reenacting scenes of the Fast and the Furious while the kids are on board. Uh, correct. And I think the combination of B and C is the worst. You know, drinking on the job while reenacting <laughs> scenes from the Fast and the Furious. It's, it's bad. No one wants to see a school bus doing a Tokyo drift. We don't want to see that on the street. The only kind of school bus action we're looking for is Miss Frizzle. All right, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week. This one is coming to us from your hometown, WWJ in Detroit. And let's just go ahead and get right into it. Having less in the city uh, is just a good thing. So this is a $95 million program that they are undertaking in Motown. What are they looking to eliminate? Is it A, homeless people? Is it B, potholes? Or is it C, the fruitless hopes and dreams of Detroit Lions fans? I mean, Mark, the day after schedule release day is when we're taping this, and you're going to, after the Lions get five primetime games, this is the time. This is the time you take a shot at the Lions. Of course, we're always taking shots at the Lions. Look, I think, I don't know the answer to this question, and I'm not going to spoil it because, again, cliffhanger, but getting rid of the Lions' hopes and dreams is either already done or impossible. Just think about it for a second that way. Every, Every state, Mark, says their roads are the worst. So potholes is always a good example. And the homeless problem in every city is often talked about and much ballyhooed whether the problem exists or not. So, I mean, this is a good one. Yep, and we will find out the answer to that one next week. But I will say, maybe it's the answer. I don't know. But the fruitless hopes and dreams of Detroit Lions fans, the best time to do it is after schedule release day when you find out how many primetime games you have. That's when the fruitless hopes and dreams are the highest because you actually have hope because – People want to see you in prime time. I can tell you the New Orleans Saints schedule came out and there's like three primetime games and two of them on Thursdays. Like no one no one is expecting anything out of the Saints down here this year. So I have to live vicariously through your fruitless hopes and dreams. Well, so the fans of the Lions will be punished by something differently this year as opposed to resounding overall disappointment. It'll be the sharp rise and then <laughs> swift fall. It'll feel, it'll feel the same in the end, but the ride will be different. <laughs> but look, it's not the journey, it's the friends we made along the way. That's that's how you have to look at it. <laughs> and that's how we do it here at Odyssey's Favorite Podcast. Special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put this show together. Special thanks to you for joining us. And if you like what you heard, please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with another fresh episode of Name That News. <laughs>